a christmas eve in the far south seas by lewis beck this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. donald mcbride and myself were the only britishers living on one of the north pacific island lagoons when christmas of eighteen eighty drew near and we determined to celebrate it in a manner that would fill our german and american trading rivals throughout the group with envy mcbride was a bony red-headed scotchman with a large heart and a small jealous half-caste wife the latter acquisition ruled him with a rod of iron much to his financial and moral benefit but nevertheless agreed with me that we donald she and myself ought to show the americans and the dutchmen how an english christmas should be celebrated but as sarah was a half-caste native of the Pelus, and had never been to a civilized country she also concurred with me that donald and myself should run the show which although i was not a married man was to take place in my house on account of the greater space available donald she said wanted to have a hakis so we bought a nanny goat from ludwig wolfen the german trader at mala and one evening the twenty-third of december i helped sarah to drive and drag the unsuspecting creature home to her husband's place to the slaughter i may as well say at once that mcbride's nanny goat haggis was a hideous failure and my boat's crew to whom it was handed over with many strong expressions about mcbride's beastly provincial taste said that it smelt good like shark's liver but it was not at all so juicy meanwhile wolfen a fat good-hearted teuton with a face like a full moon in a fog called upon me and remarked in a squashy tone of voice superinduced by too many years of lager beer and its resultant adipose tissue that he and peter hoosman his neighbor would feel very much hurt if we did not invite them to participate in the festivities i said that blazy had for so we called dear old mcbrod and myself would be delighted whereupon wolfen who had once when he was a sailor on an english ship spent a christmas in a public-house somewhere in the vicinity of the east india docks said that the correct thing for us to do would be to have a christmas cake also he suggested we should invite tom devine and charlie debut the two american traders who lived across the lagoon to join the party being aware of the fact that from trade jealousies there had hitherto been a somewhat notorious bitterness of feeling between my german fellow-trader and the two americans i shook his hand warmly said that i was delighted to see that he could forgive and forget and that i should that moment send my boat across the lagoon to devine and charlie debut with a written invitation and ask them to favor us with their company also that as mrs charlie who is a samoan half-caste girl was skilled in baking bread perhaps she would lend Ms. Doms, McBride, Wolfen, and Hughesman her assistance in making a Christmas cake, the size of which should cause the native population to sit up and respect us as men of more than ordinary intelligence and patriotism. On the evening of the 24th, three whaleboats, attended by a flotilla of small native canoes, sailed into the little sandy beach nook upon the shores of which the trading station was situated. The three boats were steered by the Messrs. Peter Huseman, Charles de Bois, and Thomas Devine, 
who were accompanied by their wives children and numerous female relatives all of the latter being clad in their holiday attire of new mats and with their hair excessively anointed with scented coconut oil scarlet hibiscus flowers behind their ears and necklaces of sweet-smelling pieces of pandanus droops mcbride mrs mcbride and i received them the moment they stepped out of the boats and then ludwig wolfen who was disposed in the background with an accordion and seated on a gin-case played the star-spangled banner to the accompaniment of several native drums beaten by his wife and her sister and brothers then my boatman a stalwart maori half-caste advanced from out the thronging crowd of natives which surrounded us and planted in the sand a british red ensign attached to a tall bamboo pole and called for three cheers for the queen of england and three for the president of the united states this at once gave offence to ludwig wolfen who asked what was the matter with the emperor of germany whereupon bill gray the maori took off his coat and asked him what he meant and a fierce encounter was only avoided by half a dozen strapping natives seizing billy and making him sit down on the sand while the wrathful ludwig was hustled by donald mcbride and mrs ludwig and threatened with a hammering if he insulted the gathering by his ill-timed and injudicious remarks about a foreign potentate ludwig i regret to say had begun his christmas on the previous evening but we are all too merry and too filled with right good down comradeship to let such a trifle as this disturb the harmony of our first christmas foregathering and presently bill gray his dark handsome face wreathed in a sunny smile came up to the sulky and rightly indignant traitor with outstretched hand and said he was sorry and wolfen good-hearted german that he was grasped it warmly and said he was sorry too and then we all trooped up to the house and sat down only to rise up again with our glasses clinking together as we drank to our wives and ourselves in the coming christmas and to the brown smiling faces of the people around us who wondered why we grew so merry so suddenly for sometimes as they knew we had all quarrelled with one another and bitter words had passed for so it ever is and ever shall be even in the far south seas when questions of trade and money come between good fellowship and old-time camaraderie and then sweet dark-eyed sarah mcbride's young wife took up her guitar and sang us love songs in the old lusitanian tongue of her father and tom devine the ex-boat steerer and charlie de boy the reckless and peter Huseman, the red-faced white-haired old dutchman all joined hands and danced around a rough table while billy gray and ludwig wolfen stood on the top of it and sang or or tried to sing home sweet home and the writer of this memory of those old pacific days sat in a chair in the doorway and wondered where we should all be the next year for as we sang and danced and the twang twang of sarah's guitar sounded through the silent night without tom devine the american held up his hand to mcbride and silence fell boys he said let us drink to the memory of the far-off faces of those dear ones whom we never may see again he paused a moment and then caught sight of sarah as she bent over her guitar with downcast eyes and to those who are with us now our wives and our children and our friends drink my boys and the first man who either to-night or to-morrow talks about business and dirty filthy dollars shall get fired out right away before he knows 
where he is for this is a christmas time and sarah mcbride why the devil don't you play something keep me from making a fool of myself so sarah with a twist of her lithe body and a merry gleam in her full big eyes sang another song and then long bony mcbride came over to her and kissed her on her fair smooth forehead whispered something that we did not hear and pointed to charlie de boy who stood glass in hand at the furthest corner of the big room his thin sun-tanned face as grave and sober as that of an english judge gentlemen then sotto voce to the chairman in the doorway just fancy us south sea loafers calling ourselves gentlemen gentlemen we are here to spend a good time and i move that we quit speech-making and start the women on that cake tom devine and myself are as you know members of two of the first families in america and only came to the south seas to wear out our old clothes shut up said devine we don't want to hear anything about the first american families this is an english christmas with full-blooded south sea trimmings off you go you women and start on the cake so charlie de boy shut up and then the women headed by sarah and mary devine trooped off to the cookhouse to beat up eggs for the cake and left us to ourselves when it drew near midnight they returned and peter Huseman arose and twisting his grizzled mustaches said mine boys will you let me tell you dot now is coming dear morn when jesus christ was born and will you please mary divine tell those natives outside to stop those damned drums while i speaks and come here you mcbride met your red head and you ludwig wolfen and you tom divine and you charlie de boy you wicked damned devil and you tom dennison you saucy australian boy met your curled moustache and your and your svell white tuck suit and let us join our hands together and all agree to have no more quarrellings and no more angry voids for why should we quarrel as our good friend says our dirty dollars when there is room enough for us all on dis magoon to get a decent livings and den we should try und remember dat ve none of us is going to live forever and ven ve is dead ve is dead a damned long time but now mine friends i will say no more for i am dry so here's to all our good healths and let us promise one another not to haft no more angry words and so we gathered around the big table and grasping each other's hands raised our glasses and drank together without speaking for there was something we knew not what that lay behind dutch peter's little speech which made us think presently when a big and gaudy german made cuckoo clock in the room struck twelve even reckless charlie de boy forgot his old joke about tom dennison's damned old squawking british duck as he called the little painted bird and we all went outside and sat smoking our pipes on the wide veranda and watching the flashing torchlights of the fishing canoes as they paddled slowly to and fro over the smooth waters of the sleeping lagoon then almost ere we knew it the quick red sun had turned the long black line of palms on caroline to purple and then to shining green and christmas day had come to-night as a chill december wind wails through the leafless elms and chestnuts of this quiet kentish village i think of that far-away christmas eve and the 
rough honest sun-brown faces of the men who were around me impressed my hand when peter Huseman spoke of home and christmas and tom devine of the dear faces whom we never might see again for only one with the rider is left mcbride and his gentle sweet-faced sarah went to their death a year or two later in the savage and murderous solomons wolfen and his wife and children perished at sea when the sadie foster schooner turned turtle off the marshals and devine and charlie de boy comrades to the last sailed away to the maluccas in a ten-ton boat and were never heard of again their fate is one of the many mysteries of the deep peter Huseman is alive and well and only a year ago i grasped his now trembling hand in mighty london and spoke of our meeting on milly lagoon and then again in a garish and tinseled city bar we raised our glasses and drank to the memory of those who had gone before end of a christmas eve in the far south seas by lewis beck